honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It's, it's just perfect timing. Yeah. Like I even use that as, that's one of my hashtags. It's yeah. the perfect timing because that's really all it is. It's like, if you come out when the fresh stuff comes out or somebody could even have it in their cart and they're walking through the store, change their mind, put it back on their cart. You know, like yeah. it's really just timing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found I haven't found many men's Jordans yeah. here. When I went to Tennessee, I found three pair of men's Jordans, yeah. like ten and a half, eleven, eleven, like the perfect size. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I kept two of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> those are mine. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell the other ones, you know. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Thrifting is where it's at. Man. It's it's I we mentioned before it's all about the hunt and like mm-hmm. welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Today I had on Eric Lewis. Uh, he was on an, as part of the Kicks and Thrift segment. Uh, Eric is the owner, founder of BC Modern MKE, uh, dope mid-century modern uh, shop and antique store in Walker's Point. Um, dude has been through a lot. He's owned pawn stores. He's owned a ton of different things. And he is the definition of an entrepreneur and really just trying to make ends meet in as many ways as possible. Um, and... Through this kicks and thrust segment, I really want to highlight these types of people. So Eric's dope. He actually know he knows Rob's dad, which is really small world, small walkie. Um, but let's get going so we can listen to his story. All right. So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm here with Eric today. Eric is the owner of a bunch of different things. I'm gonna go ahead and let him <laughs> let him tell you guys what he does, why he does it, and um, how he got into it. For Just sure, start. For sure. So I. Uh... Eric, I own, uh, started as Bruce City Auctions, um, so we're a full-service auction company. Uh, you know, we can handle it from start to finish, take the good with the bad, and we empty out houses. Um, I also own BC Modern, which is, uh, that's my newest baby, because it's, uh, it's kind of, it's more personal. It's a vintage store. Yeah. Uh, that's where I take the best of the best stuff from, from every house that I'm in. Uh, we got uh, Bruce City Mod Apparel. That's uh, our clothing line, which will be relaunching again soon. Nice. Um, but right now, it's 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 all branded under all the vintage stuff that I pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sell that in the shop. We sell it on Poshmark, Instagram, basically wherever I can sell it, it's it's available. Um, I got a jewelry company that a lot of people don't know about. And I'm gonna keep <laughs> that on the low. Um, but yeah, we we got we got a, we got a lot we got our hands in a lot of stuff. Nice. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff definitely. That's awesome. And why, how'd you get into it? Like a lot of people I, I have, so you're on the kicks and thrift segment of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize like that there's a ton of individuals out there mm-hmm. actually making money off doing oh, yeah. this type of stuff. Oh, yeah. So Big how'd time. you get into it? Big time. Like if you, just to, just to touch on like you saying with the shoes, like if you watch some of these people on like Instagram and you can see what they're doing just on Poshmark, like you can go to outlets and make, make money off of this stuff. You oh know? yeah. Um, but I, I got into it because I was actually, uh, it was probably like 2000, 2001, where like all these uh, physical like eBay stores were popping up and it was, they would say, oh, we can sell your stuff for you. 
Yeah. So I'm sitting in my cubicle and I'm like, you know, you, you think of business ideas that you can do, right? That you can do and it's low cost. And I'm like, I can do that. You know, like I can sell other people's stuff for them. Like, so I opened up a physical eBay store, mm-hmm. but I opened it not knowing, you know, just not knowing much like 49th and Greenfield. Uh, okay. So demographic was just, it, it was just completely off. Yeah. Um, so the concept changed really fast and we went from like individual people to just looking for businesses and companies to liquidate with like overstock. Yeah. Um, and then one of the, one of the companies I started liquidating was an antique dealer. I didn't know anything about antiques, but he was like every week, you know, four thousand, five thousand. Like I'm like giving this guy thousands of dollars every week yeah. for selling used stuff. And he's like outperforming everybody. You know, so <laughs> I, I started paying attention. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe vintage stuff is where it's at. You know, this is before Amazon where, you know, the new stuff at the States wasn't the cool stuff to have. You right. Know, it was it wasn't I shouldn't say that. It wasn't um the platforms hadn't caught up. Like yeah. eBay and stuff like that. You didn't re- the new stuff wasn't what you sold on there. Um, so I, uh, I, uh, I, I tried to work a deal with him, mm-hmm. uh, because we were making a lot of money together <laughs> and, uh, he, he basically was like, nah, I, I got like a couple of you, you know, basically a couple Eric's yeah. that he just drops stuff off and they sell it and he just keeps buying and keeps moving. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try it myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I did. I, I closed the store. And uh, we stopped doing consignment for people. Okay. And I just started buying for myself and buying the same way he would do, which was high volume. You know, you make an offer on almost everything, kind of like a storage unit auction. Yeah. But I'm taking a whole house. Yeah. So you got to, you know, you back out all your costs and all of that and you try to make money on what's left. And, and that's literally, that's, that's how I got started is because wow. I started as a, as an eBay store. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because, um. You know, your, your buddy Rob out here. Yeah. Uh, his We had a friend named Will, and uh, his wife was the one who dropped the bug in my ear. Like, we were sitting around drinking, and she's like, you guys ever heard of, like, drop shipping on eBay? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was just a total, like, fluke, but I kept looking into it. And then yeah. it, it actually, it, it's what got me got wow. me going, you know? It's like, it's nuts. It is nuts, dude. That think is about crazy. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, it's, it's funny because, like... <laughs> It's actually really funny. So me and Rob are actually the the in-house thrifters, vintage mm-hmm, guys, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Rob's tailed off a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him back on board because yeah, yeah, I yeah. need a thrifting buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to be talking to somebody and showing people like, yo, look yeah, what I found yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that type of stuff. And you don't be tired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually like it's all about the hunt and I was I've had yep. a couple of people on yep. this segment already and it's literally People ask me, like, why do you keep going to Goodwood? Like, you've been to three. You haven't found anything. I'm like, but you don't know if that fourth one has something. And it drives you nuts (laughs) when you sit at home and you think about, like, if you didn't, you know, everybody's got their routes. Everybody's got their spots that they hit, like, all the time, you know. And you're at home. You're like, damn, I wonder if anybody. Because you know other pickers go there, too. You even bump into them sometimes. So it's like, I wonder if so-and-so got something. And then you, you see them posted. And you're like, I wonder if they got there from a spot. It's a very... The hunt. Yes. It'll make you, it, it drives you every day. It's every crazy. Day, it's day. crazy. Dude, I bought an estate Tuesday and I said I wasn't going to thrift yesterday. <laughs> and I still thrifted because it's just, you, it's, it's just like a. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It really is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's funny. 
So if you're listening, you've been into our offices, the orange couches. Uh, that's how myself and Eric got to know each other. The, Eric actually was the one who sold us the uh Famous orange couches now. They're <laughs> famous, famous all over LinkedIn. I love it, bro. Uh, I we've talked it. about reupholstering them, getting yeah. a different color. They're yeah, like, yeah, everybody's yeah. like, no, they yeah. had to say orange. Yeah, that orange, man. It pops. It <laughs> they pops. don't have, we don't have any orange in the company mm-hmm. except the orange cu- couches. Like, no, all of our brands are either black and mm-hmm, pink mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. some yellow, mm-hmm. nothing with orange. So it just stands out. It's, I'm, it's, a, I'm a firm believer in like a pop of color, like what you got going there. Like, I like that. Yeah. Which is, just put an orange pillow, put a green pillow. I mean, I used to have lime green furniture in my house. Like, yeah, I'm just a firm believer in, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, it that's, out. that's amazing. And going back into like that eBay store and just actually, let's go further back. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about you and that cubicle. What gave <laughs> what gave you what were you doing first of all? And like, yeah. what gave you the? I know I, you I, had an itch. Yeah. So what? Like, how much did it take for you to actually take that jump and open that eBay store? Okay, so I came from like the finance world. So I was in like credit and collections for years, years, years. And I was working for Waukesha County, which, you know, when you get a job, you feel like, you know, at a certain point, there's only so much you can learn, right? Yeah. And I'm a huge information nut. That's what drive, like draws me to antiques and collectibles because you can't know everything. Like you can literally learn something every day. Yeah. Um, so that, that keeps me going with that. So I'm sitting in my cubicle and I'm just like, I know I can do more in 40 hours than yeah. what I'm getting paid for. And I had did pyramid schemes and, you know, little stuff you do. But it was um, my boss. She was she was remote and I would create all these reports mm-hmm. that would go to her and then would come back to the same <laughs> office that I'm at. Yeah. So it was like like I was it was just kind of a just this circle that just wasn't working. And eventually um, I got a promotion, but the way that they promoted me, they made it like I almost undercut her. Uh, so then it, it undermined like my like it undermined me with the staff. Right. And um, so it was kind of like a week after my promotion, and I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, this isn't this isn't what I want to do anymore. Right. You know. And it was I called my wife. I'm like, I, I think I want to just try my own thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, <clears throat> with her, you know, kind of supporting me, it was like. Let's do it, you know, because it is. You got a kid, you got a family. Yeah. Um, you know, I was young, but it was still, you know, still like a gamble to take, and it was just, it was just one of them where I was just done with corporate America. Yeah. I was just really just like fed up, like, and I was making good money, like money with bonuses, and but you're still your potential's capped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and there's no, there's no, there was no passion. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of monotonous spreadsheets. And You're just doing it. Just doing it. It's just going through the motions. And yeah. It just, it, I, I don't, I've always felt like I was here for more than that, man. Yeah. Just, you know, so it was, it was really just like I said, corporate America just kind of pushed me to the edge where I was just done with it. Yeah. You know, like. I did all this for you guys. Did all this work, and you know, and if you're in, if you're in that kind of field, like credit collections, you know, yeah, um, you know, my, my our, our goal was like twenty four million. Like, you know, you don't throw like people under the bus that's generating that kind of right. revenue for a company. You know, yeah. So it is what it is. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. You that's know? that's true. You know, Seriously, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I did though, it helped me. You know. Um, you know, I was next to the logistics department, so a lot of I learned a lot of stuff with gas and just if I do travel, just a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. like even to this day, I still use Excel. Like, yeah. 
you know, like you need that stuff, you know? It's funny. I, I, so I came from a corporate background. I used to work for the Bucks, mm-hmm. the Brewers, even the Milwaukee Wave. Mm-hmm. And I could see that on you. Like, <laughs> I, I could totally see that on you, dude. It's, it's just weird because a lot of people always say, like, hey, I knew that you were destined to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, like, I never had this in my mind until, yeah. like, I said, okay, let's do it. But, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I always, like, I've taken a, a lot of people ask me, like, what do you think? What are your views on schools? What are your view on views on college? What is your view on going and getting a job and then becoming an entrepreneur? And mm-hmm. like, like you said, you take so much out of it. Like, I don't regret anything. Nope. Nope. Don't regret nope. anything at all. Nope. It's because you take little bits and pieces yep. throughout your life yep. to make you who you are today, right? Yeah. Um, and like, if it wasn't for me selling with the Bucks and being rejected ten thousand times mm-hmm. to, for season tickets that nobody wanted because. I could have got a free pair of tickets just walking <laughs> around this damn city. And uh, even the brewers in the way of it's like, if I could sell these things, mm-hmm. I can sell my own company, oh, right? Oh, totally, totally. And yeah. I, you have a vision behind it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's it made me into who I am, like a salesperson today. But then moving forward, like I know, okay, maybe this person messed up here. Maybe I can avoid that down the mm-hmm. line there. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so many things. And... I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, do it. Yeah. If you hate your job, the worst thing you can do is, I mean, the, the best thing you can do is just say, okay, let's let's pick up, let's find a new one. Yep. The, the, finding a job isn't the hard part. Like, you know, I, I just don't think that's the hard part. You know, you may not make the same kind of money you did if you right. had to start all over again, but, you know, file, if you got to file bankruptcy, you file bankruptcy. Like, I, yeah. I, I think you only live once. Like, why would you limit yourself on the potential? Yeah, you know, like I don't know. I'm, I I I like to I like to learn something from everybody I try to interact with. So what you're saying is like so true. Like trust me, everything we're talking about, like yeah. the stuff we talked about before, that's all just going into my head. Like it helps you, like you said, exactly. Continue to grow whatever you know vision or passion you you chasing. Yeah, and it's and you need it. It's we definitely need it, and yeah. it's funny because you're going back, and I I mean. From when you first started, right? Mm-hmm. It, you took all the things that change that have like happened throughout your life, but as changes start happening in business, mm-hmm. you're able to pivot because of your experience yep. when you first started. Yep. And we were actually chatting before we started recording, and we were talking about how business, how much business has changed, yep. and from from I mean, from when I was little, from when you were little mm-hmm. to today, mm-hmm. it's changed a complete one eighty. Like night and day, dude. And People, uh, I, t- I tell my, my dad all the time, and a lot of my family freaks out because the only thing they see is the headline of Milwaukee's the most segregated yeah, city yeah, in yeah. the U.S., the world, wherever, whatever the headline is that day. Um, but they don't realize, they're like, wait, so if it's the most segregated city in the world, how are you mm-hmm. and uh, primarily minority owned and staff how are you guys actually succeeding and it's because business has changed that much yes milwaukee hasn't changed just yet hopefully that's coming soon it's got to (laughs) but like business has changed so much and like for you moving into um bc modern Mm -hmm. and everything like that how do you think how how do you think like your experiences back then have helped you into building this big time like you said Honestly, I feel like social media has kind of leveled the platform mm-hmm. for so many different businesses if you know how to leverage it. Yeah. Okay, so when I come in when I come into the vintage and antique business, it's a primarily 
around it's white owned business like yeah. it's older white men who are second third generation antique dealers from their parents thousands of dollars passed down hundreds of you know i should say hundreds but many years of advertising and marketing that's already been in place for families you yeah. know what i mean so if you talk about let's say if i got lewis antiques mm-hmm. and it started in 2001 and my kids are 40 years old that's all those years of just you know, so you, it's it's very hard to gain traction. Right. Um, marketing was different, but everything. It's I, honestly, I think social media just leveled the playing field. Yeah. It just really did because if you know how to leverage it and use it, and you know what you're selling, you can now get it out there. Yep. And you don't need Yellow Book. You don't mm-hmm. need. I don't know if Yelp is one of your sponsors. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which, you, you don't need it. You know, it's not a sponsor. You know what I mean? But you don't need them. And, 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 yeah. and, and, and that's what we used to pay for. I yeah. was paying 300 400 bucks for Yellow Book ads to have, you know, call me for your estate sale. Yeah. I don't even got it. I don't even run ads anymore. I just got a website. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not even... It's just different now, you know. It definitely is. It's so different, and it, it was it was a struggle to get customers mm-hmm. back in the day because people didn't know you existed. Mm-hmm. And now I get messages from people I don't even know that I that that, that they know I exist. Like, yeah, you know, like I didn't know you were following me. You know, like you're way yeah. over there. You know, <laughs> it's weird, but it, I think social media has definitely it's changed it, and I kind of when we were doing we were doing the auctions primarily like heavy, 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 like every month, every two, you know, twice a month. And we would do phone book. We would do um, the journal. We did estatesales.net. We did all these websites. Yeah. And then I would do postcard mailers. Wow. Like just yeah. just so inefficient. Yeah. You know, just just so inefficient. Like yeah. now it's like, you know, how much is that campaign? Click. You yeah. know, like here's my demographic. I know that works because I got 10 more that I've already run, you know, exactly. Like, it's so different now. Yeah. It's so different. You That's know? it's crazy. It, like moving like a lot of businesses that we've talked to, that we've worked with, whether mm-hmm. it's in Milwaukee, whether it's in Chicago, um, internationally, a lot of people that we talk to is they're like, wait, this, what you guys doing, this actually works. And it's, and it's funny because we're moving into, the era of, I mean, we're in the era of social media mm-hmm. and we're, but we're moving into the era of the next generation yep. is, Hey, I'm scrolling through YouTube all yep. day. I'm not, yep. I mean, spectrum is in trouble because yep. spectrum's Wi-Fi is <clears throat> going to be good, but spectrum cable, anybody like Comcast, anybody out there, mm-hmm. no one cares about cable. Yeah. No nope. kids don't care about that now. Nope. I mean, myself, I am plugged I think I had cable the first year mm-hmm. I was in an apartment. Mm-hmm. After that, I unplugged, and I've been fine ever since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to illegal streaming sites for big <laughs> big Super Bowl games and right, stuff like right, that. Right, but right. Like, it's crazy that it's progressed to the point that it yeah. has. And you mentioned social media. It's, it's funny. I went through and looked at your social media, and it's honestly, compared to the rest, it's... Mm-hmm. it's it's so much better, and it's because yeah. you actually know how to use it. You mentioned yeah. that before. Well, it, well, here's the thing, too. Like, the business plan for BC Modern mm-hmm. was built off Instagram. A lot <laughs> of people don't know that. Wow. So the whole concept, before I opened BC Modern, we had a pawn shop okay. in Hell's Corners, okay? Huge rent, huge overhead. It's just, it's, just a, a big, it's just a big money pit of a business. And when I closed that, um, I didn't want to do something... Again, that was kind of money driven. I wanted to do something around like what I what I enjoy, which yeah. is mid century modern furniture. Um, that's how I decorate, and I wanted to 
so the concept was let's find a place that has no windows. Okay. And just use Instagram. This is before anybody was, there was other shops on Instagram, but they weren't, you looking at it the way that I was looking at it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm only going to open on the weekend. I get new shit every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to post like an insane amount of stuff every day. Yeah. And I'm only going to open on the weekend. And you're only going to know I'm open if this door is open or if you follow me on Instagram. Exactly. And we did that for like two years straight. Just this is before you guys probably even yeah. knew I existed. Um, and and by the time Fifth Street came along, the mm-hmm. it had the plan had changed to okay, this is currently working. Let's get a retail location too where people can see. But now we still got the warehouse too. Yeah, you know, so that didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to because I was almost competing with myself because we were too close to each other. Yeah. Um, but that the whole concept was built around. Instagram. Yeah. I like I had I was over Facebook at that point. Yeah. Uh, which was, you know, about five years ago, which I think most people were kind of changing to Instagram at that point, too. Um, but I, I was it was mainly just, you know, it was solely built on Instagram, yeah. solely built on Instagram. And I laugh because, like you said, people don't think it works. And I'm like, you just got to be consistent. Yeah. You got to be consistent and, and post your stuff, you know, show show some character. Yeah. You know, like. Don't just be button every, up. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, everybody knows we're trying to sell something, right? Yeah. Like, but you don't got to be a, you know, like, here's the price. Here's the price. Here's yeah. the price. Here's every day. Like, throw some funny stuff in there. Throw, yeah. You know, just, I don't know. I, I'm talking, I'm preaching to the choir on no, that. No, I mean, show, show your personality at the end of the day, right? Because yeah. a lot of people, I mean, we're at the day and age uh, that everybody realizes that people buy because of people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if my friend buys that couch. Yeah. I look at it a couple of times, I'm probably going to be like, ooh, maybe I'd like that couch in a different color. Mm-hmm. And if you have it, oh my gosh, you just got that. My friend has influence and you didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. And if my friend bought that couch because of you, yeah. that's, it's just people buy because of people at the yep. end of the day. Yep. And yep. like me in sales right now uh, for the company, we talk about, I talk about this all the time, uh, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's, I mean, with the staff and everything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, we need to make sure that customers happy mm-hmm. uh they're smiling mm-hmm. i like i 100 i'll try to make somebody laugh. if i'm having a crappy day mm-hmm. i still try to make people laugh because that brightens my day oh yeah totally and if the customer's happy that's it i mean referrals all day yeah. everything like yeah. that and yeah. people forget about that like in my previous walks of life and with the sports teams and everything like that it was okay the customer signed, all right, go get that other customer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, how about if, should we say thank you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. we don't do that. Just move. I'm yeah. like. Uh, and see, I think, I think like the internet took all of that out. So for me, because I started in an online company. Mm-hmm. So it was very impersonal. It was like, bid, send, send it to you. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. You don't like it. You can't tell the tone from an email, blah, blah, blah. It was just very stressful because it was just. It, there was no personal touch. Yeah. And then when we transitioned to the pawn shop, the per, it def, the pawn shop was just, there was no personal touch because I felt like everybody that came in, yeah. like you're almost a target, you know, like they want money, they're trying to get as much as you can, blah, 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 blah. So it, it was tough. The auction company, the same way, like everybody's there to get it for as cheap as they can, where I'm up here trying to sell it for as much as I can. Yeah. When I opened the store, it was like people like you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, dude. You gave us a deal. We really needed that deal at this time yeah we really needed that we really like that table you know like it's it's I'm, i impact lives now by yeah. finding things that people actually like 
Um, they're actually happy to talk to me now versus, you know, how cheap can I get it and get out of here? Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I totally get that. You know, the, the share your space. When I do that, like people geek out, they love to see their stuff liked by other people and yeah. appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get that, man. Yeah. That. And that's, that's really, really, really why I wanted to go back to something that was like more personal. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to make a local brand. Yeah. I, I told my wife, I'm like, years ago, I was successful. I'd been doing good numbers on eBay and 100 items shipping every week. That When I see people posting box pictures, I'm like, I was doing this shit years ago. Like, yeah. That's nothing, you know, but connect with people personally. You yep. know, like that, 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 that's going to take you a lot further, get you those referrals. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it gets me into estates that I, you know, most people don't know are going on. Yeah. Um, it gets me buying things. It gets me selling things and people move and then they sell it back to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> and like, I mean, even with you chatted on the actual piece of, like you said, selling, selling back and creating that relationship, like mm-hmm. you said, but like the boxes and. I feel like a lot of people are in it for, okay, look at how much I sold. Yeah. And let's show off how much I sold. It means nothing. No, it really it doesn't. nothing, dude. I, I, we had boxes stacked upside outside our pawn shop, and we lost hundreds yeah. of dollars a week. And that didn't mean nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's your ROI? What did you spend on that stuff? How long did it even take you to get it? You know, how many miles did you go to get it? Like, there's so many... When I, when I, the pawn shop, my partner was my brother, who's an accountant. Okay. And again, like you said, oh, you, he was learn, pulling hair. you learn all these things along the way. So you yeah. start out small business, working from home, garage, warehouse. Then you jump into this pawn shop with an accountant. Okay. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, like you can, you, you, you learn everything about like tracking and yeah. profit and loss and all of that stuff. So the lessons I learned from him stuck with me, which allowed BC Modern to operate at a different kind of, you know. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, we're not paying 2500 for rent. We're going right. to pay this because I learned that that, you know, causes this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You can't travel this far to get the deal because X, Y. It's just I, I learned a lot, like yeah. I said, along the way. But it's, you know, from, from people along the way that are, you know, kind of teaching them lessons that you don't even. You don't even realize it when nope. you're, when they're teaching you. Nope. Nope. And it's, nope. it's, nope. I, we have um, a client, her name's Jackie downstairs mm-hmm. on the fourth floor. And it's funny, like when she comes in here, she doesn't even realize she's teaching us something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'll like, I'll ask, like I ask her way too many questions. Dang. Probably She probably gets annoyed, but yeah. like at the end of the day, she's been doing this way long. Her business uh, is about to turn six or seven uh, mm-hmm. next month or this next week. And I am asking questions all the time because yeah. I know at the end of the day, like Izzy's not going to be able to, like if I'm going to have to take in three hours of research to actually learn it, or I could just go ask Jackie yeah. and, and annoy honestly, her. <laughs> dude, if you have a person that's willing to answer those questions, run it. Yeah. <laughs> run it. Like, exactly. Run it, man. Like, uh, I guess, you know, like I said, I started, I'm, I'm pushing more towards like helping others with, with their vintage companies. Um, and, and the deals that I'm working out, like, they're not, you know, yeah, these are paying people, but it doesn't mean that you can't reach out and say, hey, I'm looking at XYZ. Do you think I should, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to charge you for everything, you know, but 
they still pay me for my services. Yeah. But it's gonna you're gonna get a lot more if you're paying attention than you think you're getting. You know, like right. I don't know. No, it's 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 crazy and like we've been blessed with our mentors and mm-hmm. Jackie's one. We have a, uh, countless others. We just got a business coach as well. That's yeah. helping us a ton yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. because we are growing at such a rapid pace that a whole bunch of 20 somethings mm-hmm. that probably don't like, we like to think we know a lot about business mm-hmm. until we get slapped in the face with something. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we should have asked a question here, mm-hmm. not here mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. And um, moving into like, like what you see in the future for BC Modern, like where where you mentioned that you're getting more into helping yeah. um, people in the vintage market, and then uh, we were chatting uh, before. What do you think is in in the or what's in store for, for you future. in the future? Yeah. So the one thing I'm working on now, which I had I kind of started a couple years ago, but I let it I let it grow organically. I created a Facebook group. Yeah. Just for <clears throat> the mid-century modern. Um, buyers, sellers, to further the business in Milwaukee. And so as of this year, that's the thing that I've been really pushing heavy is to try to just further the culture of of the vintage business. Uh, For me, because I've been here for so long, I'm not, do I, I need to make money. Yeah, I need to make money, but I'm not in it to, that's not the only reason I'm in it. Yeah. Uh, When you, when you got almost this many years it's basically my career. So I'm going to see a bunch of people come and go like I've already seen. So I'm thinking now if I can help to grow the culture, some of us can stay, Yeah. you know, and, you know, we'll help some new ones come in to keep, just keep the, the, the vibe going. Like we don't have a community of vintage anything. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's a very, it's, it's one of those businesses that's very cutthroat, um, you heard the crab in a barrel kind of it's it's just like that you yeah know, like everybody's like worried about the next person making money where did you get your piece how much did you pay for it um i'm trying to just level the playing field on all of that all of that and just say hey let's all sell stuff yeah and and you know so that's that's the one thing i'm working on right now and and eventually i got some other stuff i want to do with just the facebook group part of it because you can see i mean those things can grow huge yeah so that's that's what we're working on. But for BC Modern, um, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm just gonna try to keep finding good stuff. How long's the lease over there? My lease is too long. <laughs> no, no, no. So my lease is up in August. Oh, okay. Um, but I talked to the landlord because I was worried about if it was gonna go crazy. Over, yeah. You know, and uh, he assured me that it would probably go up like a hundred bucks. So I'm gonna cool. resign. I am looking to. Um, I am looking to buy a property. Okay. But it probably won't be for my store because, uh, as I've learned, demographic is very important. So, yeah. Uh, and location is important. So I'll pay a higher rent to be in a high traffic area. Yeah. If I can sell out almost every weekend. Yeah. You know. Um. So, uh, I, for for me right now, I don't have any plans of moving from Walker's Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's growing. It's, it's growing. Yeah. It's growing like crazy and. Whether you you like the addition or not, like yeah. that that streetcar, if it, it if it finally gets approved to go down there, that's gonna just increase traffic. Especially if we start getting the or getting funding so that it's not just this little loop that it goes mm-hmm. through right now, mm-hmm. but it also goes to Lakefront, it goes mm-hmm. to North Side, it's it goes to the South Side, exactly. Yeah. And that's the that's the biggest thing because like foot foot traffic for you is just yeah. everything, yep. and uh, foot traffic for we were talking about Wisconsin Ave. It's funny because we, 
me and Q like to compare Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of Milwaukeeans don't like to compare, but mm-hmm. uh, we like, I like to compare Milwaukee to Chicago yeah, totally. a lot. And that, the reason why I stayed in Milwaukee was because I, I looked at the city and I, it reminded me so much of a smaller Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't have to pay the price mm-hmm. of a $10 beer in Chicago. I could pay a, a dollar here mm-hmm. on Sundays um, and stuff like that. So I ended up staying and I like to compare the two cities, and we think Wisconsin Ave should be almost a la mm-hmm. a Michigan Ave yep. or something like that. Yep. And yep. you drive on Wisconsin Ave, there's a ton of empty storefronts. Yep. And I know people are just clamoring for that foot traffic. And I think with the streetcar edition, with mm-hmm. all these new developments coming into the city, foot traffic's just going to go up. We hope. Yeah. We hope, you know, I mean, and that's the thing is just is getting people into the city, you yeah. know, and, and that's, you know, you got to have the things that to get them into the city. And that's, that's one thing we've been able to do, you know, is, yeah. is, is, is pull people into Walker's Point. And I, I remember we used to do, um, when, when we had the warehouse, it was basically twice the size oh, wow. of my store. Where was and that at? That was on 9th and National. Okay. So, but here's the thing, like five blocks makes a huge difference, man. Like, yeah. there's not people walking down 9th and, well, there are people, but not the people I wanted to walk into my store. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we would do these huge sales. We, we still do the sales, but the warehouse would be so packed. And uh, I remember we did a sale, man, and it was like we had a line like down the street, like wow. And it just, it just, it let me know the power that I had to yeah. get people. Where then I was scared to bring in so much, yeah. And I was scared to do so much marketing. Like I scaled back because yeah. I was, I'm like, I knew the, I, I understood the power, yeah. that I had. And then it it, it it was like okay, <laughs> slow down. Yeah, because then you because then you get bad press too. Because yeah. there was people, it was too crowded. I didn't have enough stuff because I didn't expect yeah two hundred people you know um, to come with money in hand. Yeah, you know that's that's the things that's, that's you, crazy. Just, you, you hope that you can draw people in, and that's 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 what I try to do every weekend. I, it's always like retain customers and and get new customers. Yeah every weekend that's awesome and with the addition of that arts at large building too that should help you guys a a ton with foot traffic i think last time we talked to them there's still a coffee house planned inside there somehow so anything with coffee i think the city just goes all over magnetizes if that's even a word towards that location (laughs) um and then obviously with fuel just up the street from you guys and we need something though we there's still a bunch of you know there's on my side um, well, Arts at Large, they were next door, so we need something next door to me if you're yeah. watching, you're listening to this, you know, <laughs> collab and get some traffic in this joint. Um, but we need some, we need something to go, like push, you know, towards further south, towards Arts at Large. Yeah. We need some development. Yeah. You know. What's what's the building right across the street from you? It looks like a leader paper or something like uh, that. He's okay. not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, which is fine. I mean, I get... It's, people come in my shop so it's yeah but i i think we you know even on, even on the other side by fuel there's a couple empty storefronts yeah too. and the problem is a lot of these uh, i'll just say it, these, these landlords are thinking too soon like they're charging more ah uh, okay you know so yeah people can't make it no you know they're thinking they're thinking 10 years already, ahead yeah, yeah. yeah it's not there yet exactly you know, like even when you look at some of these properties to buy like we were looking at a building um down the street and a whole upstairs need was Fire, charred. Yeah. Guy wanted a quarter million dollars. Like <laughs> that's a hundred grand worth of work. Yeah. And you still want two fifty. Like no. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Maybe five years. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> 
Moving into like the vintage, um, um, more of the apparel and the kicks. Mm -hmm. Like, what what's been I? So I'll tell you a little bit of of me. So like my biggest uh, thing mm -hmm. lately is just to show off that you can thrift kicks, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they're not just a whole bunch of beaters or anything no. like that. No. And it's funny because I had um, Goodland Vintage on. Mm -hmm. on that's his name on Instagram. Pretty big guy. I think he has almost 17,000 followers on there. Mm -hmm. Sells a ton. And I was telling him that I have a collection of Jordans that I've thrifted at this point. Uh -huh. And they're <clears throat> pretty good condition, mm -hmm. pristine condition. And he was freaking out because he finds ridiculous stuff, but mm -hmm. he's never found a pair of Jordans. Mm -hmm. And it goes to tell you, like, you never know when you go in there. Because this yeah. guy goes, he goes, he goes to the outlet, he goes to all it's these goodwills. Yeah. And... He's never found a pair of Jordans, but like with me, I've. That's the thing about thrifting, dude. It's like it's just, it's it's just perfect timing. Yeah. Like I even use that as that's one of my hashtags. It's yeah. like perfect timing because that's really all it is. It's like if you come out when the fresh stuff comes out, or somebody could even have it in their cart and they're walking through the store, change their mind, put it back on their cart. You know, like yeah. It's really just timing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found I haven't found many men's Jordans yeah. here. When I went to Tennessee, I found three pair of men's Jordans, yeah. like ten and a half, eleven, eleven, like the perfect you know, size. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I kept two of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> those are mine. Yeah, I'll, keep, I'll sell the other ones. You know, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Thrifting is where it's at. Man. It's it's I we mentioned before it's all about the hunt and mm -hmm. like my my past. Um, those listening have probably heard this way too many times, but like. Me and my brother, that was me and my brother's like bonding time. Obviously, mm -hmm. brothers butt heads mm -hmm. a lot when you grow up, everything like that. And we um, butt heads a ton, but our bonding time was to go to estate sales, mm -hmm. go to thrift stores, go to this and go to that. And then we would go and flip the clothes at like a Play-Doh's closet yeah. or yeah. we would go to a pawn shop and, yeah. and flip it yeah. because at that time we were in high school. My parents didn't have too much money to say, okay, here's a thousand dollar or mm -hmm. here's a hundred dollar mm -hmm. allowance. Mm -hmm. Um which can be talked about, but here's here we don't have that much money, so here's an opportunity for yeah. you to do it. So we would okay, we would go. We had twenty bucks in hand. We would try to flip it to forty, and mm -hmm. then flip it to this, and flip it to that. I love it. I and love I've been it. flipping since I was in high school. And I me and my it. brother, we were just in Seattle, and um, it's my girlfriend is just starting to get into thrifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really doesn't she's realize. She's a girl, what, man. Yeah. She should be all over I it. I know. That's what <laughs> she's like. Oh, I don't think there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, you she's don't crazy. look. Yeah. You don't look. But, Women uh, got all the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The, the Goodwills are like this, and then the rest are girl yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we were in Seattle recently, and I was telling her before we left, I was like, hey, um, me and Zach have like an entire day of thrifting mm -hmm, planned. Mm -hmm. We already found the thrift stores, mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. like that. We're going to hang around this area. She's like, you guys are taking a day on vacation to go thrifting? I was like, yeah, and I'm pa I'm packing like a day's less of yeah, stuff yeah. so I can to get, fit like, it in there. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. And it's funny because I met people out there. They're like, oh, you're on vacation, you're thrifting, yeah. and they're like, oh, I do that too. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's actually like it's pretty. It's a very competitive mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to get the best stuff, which is I completely get, but mm -hmm. it's a community nonetheless, yeah. and a lot of people want to help. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. like a lot of people look at this industry and they're like, "Oh, that's not true entrepreneurship or business." But I truly think like this is true Heck entrepreneurship yeah. and business because this is where this is really grinding. Like mm -hmm. grinding, yes, 
you go on your laptop, you grind, you grind, you grind, you might build something. Mm -hmm. But this, you're out there all day. Yeah. It's blood, sweat, and tears yep. at the end of the day. You got to find something. And you're not guaranteed to find anything. Like for me, I, I'm a, I'll tell you a little something. I, I wasn't a thrifter. No? No. Because I didn't have to. Yeah. Most of my stuff came, we were buying two, three estates a week. Yeah. I didn't have time to thrift. Like, we, well, I'm a thrift my own warehouse, basically. So yeah. I always looked at, like, thrifters, like, why do they do that? And then what happened was <clears throat> I ended up doing an auction for this lady. Yeah. And so this is still when we were doing live auctions. I did, I did an auction, and I go to her house, and we took so much stuff out of her house, and all she did was thrift. And it was just all goodwill, salvation. And I was like... I told my wife, I was like, I should probably start thrifting, you know? Yeah. And so I started doing it and I thrift every day. It's not, it's not my main source of stuff, mm -hmm. but it, it's the filler in time yeah. that gives me something to do. Um, it get, you know, it feeds that hunt drive <laughs> that I need. Um, and if I'm not buying estates or in picking in somebody's house, I can still get stuff yeah. on a regular basis. And it is competitive, but if you know the, the more you know, the better chance you have of finding things. Like I yeah. don't, I never worry about going to any place and not finding nothing. Right. Like, with my knowledge plus a phone, it's like you can, can look you up anything. Everything. My my girlfriend uh, came up to me with this shirt. She's like, "Isn't this a funny shirt?" I'm looking at it. Looking at it, I'm mm -hmm. like, "Wait, that's pretty old, Aaron. Hold on to that." Yeah. And she's like, "Why?" And I started researching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was we were at Salvation Army. It was a dollar ninety nine. Uh, on eBay, I had just sold for 60 It was just mm -hmm. some stupid shirt. It said something stupid on it, but it was a vintage shirt. Mm -hmm. It was from, if I'm not mistaken, it was from the 80s or the 90s. Mm -hmm. And that's what people want these days. Yep. And it's it's funny because if I was in high school, when I was in high school thrifting, and if I found something for myself, mm -hmm. I was like ashamed, like, yeah. I like it, yeah. but like, I don't know no, what people are going to think. No, it's glamorous now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh, you thrifted yeah. that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The whole you paid two ninety nine yeah. for that? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And that's good, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, the big box stores should be the ones that are worried, you know, yeah. like, because who, who wants to pay retail? Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't pay retail for anything. Like, yeah. I, I'll get, I'll buy, if I need jeans, I know which jeans I like. I'm 40 years old. I know exactly what pants I like. I go on Poshmark. Yeah. Get the exact ones in every color. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know who who's I'm not gonna pay sixty eight bucks. I'm sorry, Puffy. Like yeah. I'm gonna get them for twenty. You yeah. like it? <laughs> That's awesome. Unless you want to save me some, but, you know but I'm just saying, like it's it, it the business has it's changed. The stigma behind thrifting is gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And like <laughs> I mean, the, even for me, like I said, I, I was I, I looked at it like, why do people do that? Yeah. You know, because I felt like it's a, it's a it's a you know it's a hunt for nothing. Um, and and obviously, you know, yeah. it changed me. It changed me definitely. I it's, find some good stuff. I, I hope that like my main thing <clears throat> is to like through this podcast, I want to show people like this is a viable option oh, yeah. for you, even for extra sources of income. Like mm -hmm. when I'm going out there thrifting, if not every day, every other day, mm -hmm. um, and finding some good stuff, I'm making some good money off the yep. side off of uh, not involved with this business at all yeah and i want people to know like you could do this yeah. but it's also fun it's not a job yeah uh, i know a lot of people like it's less of a job it's actually really fun and it's addicting mm -hmm. <laughs> as we said mm -hmm. you start getting that that mm -hmm. itch mm -hmm. um but more than anything like moving into the like shoes mm -hmm. and moving into like I've become this huge sneakerhead and like in college mm -hmm. uh which wasn't so long for me like i wasn't this big sneakerhead because I would go into 
college, I would get a big two hundred dollar paycheck. I'm like, all right, I need to conserve this. this yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna buy exactly. Jordans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm not gonna blow one sixty on yeah. this pair of ones, and then I'm broke yeah. the rest of the time. Nonetheless, I did spend a lot of money at the bars, but mm-hmm. we won't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now, I have some extra extra money, mm-hmm. and I'm able to buy shoes that I like and yep. buy shoes that um, I've liked for so long. And yeah. it's funny that I find them at the thrift a yep. ton. Yep. And people, like I said before, it's, they they don't think like, yes, I do pay some retail on some shoes mm-hmm. and that's completely fine. And the only big pair of shoes I bought on retail that I've kept for myself mm-hmm. uh, were a pair, in a, a pair of Jordan 4 breads that just mm-hmm. uh, dropped mm-hmm. in, earlier this year. And I used to love those shoes. I used to put them on every one of my NBA Live characters, yep, like yep, 2K yep. characters. And <laughs> I, I just need shoes like that. Too. I, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed all the time because I would always think about asking my dad to buy them for yeah, me. Yeah, but yeah. I knew my dad would just laugh at me yeah, 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 after yeah. looking at the price tag. So uh, I went into his house the other day wearing them. And he's like, you know, back in the 80s, like when those actually dropped, people were getting shot yeah, for those shoes. Yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah. they were getting stabbed. There was yeah. there was a crap ton of stuff going on and now it's just weird seeing you wearing them coming to the house mm-hmm. wearing them like nothing mm-hmm. where like people it was such just, a commodity yeah. Like, yeah yeah it's it's crazy and the <clears throat> whole the whole culture has changed so much yeah that yeah. it's not it's less of yeah there is still some crazy drops where people are getting jumped and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but there's a ton of things going on where i mean at this point jordan that the jordan 1 through 12 has dropped 18 different times already mm-hmm. if you don't see your own color wave it's probably yeah. been made in the 80s yeah yeah, uh, yeah you might have to pay a little bit more but yep. there it's it's not such a hot commodity no as no. much it was such a limited commodity and um you know limited funds like yeah. you know nobody had money for that kind of stuff and you know so it was easier to shoot stab yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. you are it, it's crazy yeah. and um like i'm actually i'm going to chicago this weekend um go visit dad for Father's mm-hmm. Day and everything. Mm-hmm. And then s- Saturday, uh, me and my brother already had yeah. it planned out. We're going to hit a couple of thrifts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a there's an artist out there. His name's uh, Joe Fresh Goods. Mm-hmm. Um, does a ton of stuff. Uh, t-shirts, apparel, apparel mm-hmm. ev- kind of mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I found one of his shirts at the thrift once, and I inboxed him. I s- sent it to him on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he said that kind of breaks my heart because... I was like, I, I was excited. I was like, hell yeah, I got a Joe Fresh yeah, yeah, Good yeah, t-shirt yeah, yeah. for five bucks. And <laughs> he said, he said uh, that kind of like makes me sad because that means like somebody didn't like my shirt anymore. They donated like, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, <clears throat> yeah, but that means somebody else like me got yeah. got a chance at, at, it going. at getting it and yeah. keeping it going. And um, I'm going to go to that same thrift store and hopefully find some yeah. more stuff and inbox them again. You, gotta, you should have <laughs> told him like he's, he's got to look at it like art. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, like folk art, you know. A lot of stuff that's like collectible nowadays was never really meant to be collectible. Like somebody just made it, yeah. You know, and and then you know a guy like me finds it or something, you know. But yeah, he's he's a total artist. He's got to he's got to look at it as folk art. It just continues, you know. Yeah, it continues going. I, I don't know. He shouldn't he shouldn't look at it like that. But everybody artists are a different kind of yeah. It's <laughs> different type of character. It is for yeah. sure. But, but you, you can you can definitely make money off of uh, just drifting. I worked with. Um, uh, a, uh, a guy that uh, that's all he does is thrift, you yeah. know, and post it online and, and, you know, 
keeps it going people every are week. Always, with with your phones these days people are mm-hmm. always shopping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially with uh an app like poshmark where mm-hmm. it's it's literally a social networking shopping site yeah it's amazon yeah. but with a profile yeah honestly i have i have I, i've adjusted my poshmark i sell more shoes on there than i do clothes yeah yeah it's just, it's amazing it's crazy yeah. it's it really is and um like i said if anybody uh is out there just thinking about it like the, it's not just poshmark you got depop oh. you got ebay you got uh grailed you have all these different yep. type of apps you have plenty of resources you had more you have more resources than I would have had 10 years ago. Oh, please. Five years ago. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so moving, moving forward, like yeah. just know that it is a viable option oh, for you. Um, but Eric, I appreciate you jumping on sure. with me today. Uh, where can people find you and the store and everything like that? Oh, BC modern 900 South fifth open Saturday, Sunday, noon to five, uh, BC modern MKE on Instagram. Same thing on, uh, Facebook, BruceCityMod.com. You mentioned a group. Uh, mid-century mid-century kitsch retro milwaukee cool it's a, it's a long name but i wanted to make sure that we covered everybody so yeah. that covers anything kind of kind of retro uh, 50s through 70s through 80s um that's everything or my phone number same number 414-737-3745 awesome same for 15 years awesome and we'll link um address kind of store site everything below on the youtube clip uh but i appreciate you jumping on eric and um we we try to do i'm gonna try to do a six month in advance get Mm -hmm. you back on Mm -hmm. and then see where the store is at kind of see (laughs) yeah kind of see where things i think that's a cool that's kind of cool cool. follow-up episode i love that that's awesome i appreciate you man. appreciate man thank you sir yeah thank you let me